Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Support Wrestle Talk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? Doing okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Feeling more positive about SmackDown than you were Raw because oh, you were so negative on the show. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just, I usually, I, I, I temper myself more to what the general reaction has been. Uh, but the last couple of weeks, just been like, no, I'm annoyed. Yeah. This is this is the road to WrestleMania. We should expect more. Perhaps. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd agree with you there. Is this where you confront me with a barrage of emails? No, no, no. Uh, we, got some, emails. we got some tweets, which you won't have seen because not not really on Twitter. What's a Twitter? Uh, but yeah, a few people sort of like, uh, I think making jokes about the fact that um, we're just tearing everything apart, um, and unnecessarily so, because mm. um, that's just what we do here, I guess. Uh, but Will has suggested that we call uh, Randy Datsun fans Randy Fandies. Randy Fandies good. Randy Fandens. Yeah. Um, what else have we got here? I want to do the 80% facts Randy, in the... Randy Fandies actually makes me a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, now I'm thinking about Andy's face and mm. how, how much that weird smile he gets. Mm. Mm. Uh, Frank suggests that uh, Danson is a car brand's name like Chevrolet or Ford. Call him something related to discontinued cars. The Edsel, the useless Danson, whatever. <laughs> that is... Incredibly niche. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think we can go that that way. Yeah, I, I don't think so as well. Uh, that is an email for me and Laurie. Not for you, I'm afraid, mate. What's it say? Uh, well, no, we'll bring I it can up. be Laurie. Oh, that's no, no, no. An, no that's, uh, ask, ask me. That's another one for no, the uh, NXT podcast. I'll be Laurie. Um, it's Ooh, a big bushy beard. Uh, it's Ooh. something you guys might be interested in. It's a Kickstarter game for a wrestling RPG mm. uh, tabletop game. Cool. Now you're right, I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> Move on. Uh, move on. Uh, so I'm going to do some 8% facts in the uh, last portion of this podcast, of course. Um, uh, but Luke emails in to say, Hi, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, and Randy Dandy. Just listening to your recent Saturday about uh, what next for Roman Reigns, and I feel like Luke is so hard on poor old Baron Corbin. Honestly, I truly believe he is one of them... Uh, He's the only hated heel, and I don't think that's because people want him off the air. Uh, screens are out... Oh, off... Out, Want him off their screens or out the arena. He put like a, a, a an enter, mm-hmm. like he broke down to the next line after there and screens. So it lo- I thought he was trying to say the air. 
Dramatic pause. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's because the crowd loved to cheer... I believe it's because it's the the crowd loved to cheer him. I didn't like to boo him. Um, I would have him eventually beat Seth for the title because the chase is always better. Hope you have a good week. Surely he's talking about Roman there. Uh, no, he's talking about Baron Corbin. I think I think there's a change when he's talking about Seth for the title and people love to cheer him. Well, let's try that again. So just <laughs> listening to your recent Saturday uh, Wrestle Ramble about what next for Roman Reigns, and I feel like Luke is hard on poor Baron Corbin. Honestly, I truly believe he is the only hated heel, and I don't think that's because people want him off their screens or out the arena. I believe it's because the crowd like to cheer him. I would have him eventually beat uh, Seth for the title since the chase is always better. Have a good week, Luke. Ah, uh, yeah, when you read it as one coherent uh, chunk... Mm. I thought he was maybe answering the question at the start that the, was the the podcast was called. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what to say to the last two sentences, but I do agree with you on Baron Corbin. I think he is a really good heel for the mid card. I just don't like how he's been like everyone else has been attracted to him because his character is that he's a bit of a bumbling bit of an oaf. Yeah. Uh, Remember the money in the bank? Couldn't even pin Jinder. Oh my god, yeah. It was one of Jinder's few clean wins. Yeah, and he wrestles in that suit. And with the waistcoat. With the waistcoat. So to have Drew McIntyre follow him troubles me. That's it. And to have him as the leading Lex Luthor-style evil force against the Shield troubles me. I have always found Baron Corbin to be pretty boring. When even he, in the NXT Even days. in his NXT days, I thought he is just another tall guy and he's never really interested me i was never interested in seeing him in the main event of nxt i have less interest in seeing him in the main event of main roster things and like his i find all of his matches incredibly boring because it's just chin locks and rest holds and i've got very little time for that granted it's probably there to work me and if that's the case grand but it's giving me go away heat rather than mm. oh you little scoundrel yeah, I, I don't get the go-away heat. I, I like him because I like... I love the deep six. I lo especially when Sami Zayn takes the deep six. I love the end of days. End of days is a great move. I love the way he slides out the ring, runs round the ring post, and slides back in the ring. Yeah. I don't know why people haven't figured that out. That's what he's going to do when you... W don't turn away... <laughs> When you whip him into a corner. Uh, but it's the same as, like, you know, um, John Cena. Like, you don't swing for a punch if John Cena's making his comeback mm. because he will backdrop you. <laughs> uh, we've got a Rusev Hay, or uh, Jesse calls a Rusev Hay adjacent. Oh. Uh, with also a get better follow up. Hi, Luke, Ollie, and Laurie, but not that horny Datsun. Have we ever thought that Datsun is a horny, horny man? Well, I guess if he's Randy. I suppose, yeah. yeah I didn't think of it that way. Uh, I've got a Rusev, hey, but it's a second hand and maybe a few two degrees of bacon. Ah, that's the adjacent. So yeah. he's writing in about someone else who met someone. Yes. Um, and he, degrees of bacon is the Kevin Bacon theory yeah, there. Yeah, like yeah. every actor in the world is tied to Kevin Bacon within six steps or less. Um, a co-worker of mine told me the story where when he found out I was watching wrestling, but he doesn't watch it anymore. He told me that when he was very young, he babysat the big show. I know, I didn't believe what? it either. He said I didn't believe it either. Oh, that, I want the story to end there. Unfortunately, <laughs> there is more. Okay. Uh, but I asked his sister and she confirms the story. My best guess is that when WWE came to Australia for the global warming tour, they both tell me that their father was a security guard and that Big Show looked after them for a night or two. 
Uh, and this is what they have been told. I asked my co-worker's permission to send you this story as I found it fascinating and thought you might as well. Less of a Rusev fan, more of a Rusev babysit. So Big Show was the babysitter. I guess, or the security guard was, yeah, maybe they've, because they've, maybe they've worded it poorly. Because it said Big Show looked after them, but maybe it's the security guard was looking after Big Show. Kind of like a... Um, like a minder. Yeah, like a minder, a wrangler, I think they sometimes yeah, call them as yeah. well. Yeah. Huh. Uh, while I'm here, I may as well follow up my last email and clean up, uh, clear something up. Quick reminder, I'm a vegetarian uh, for a little more than half a year. Boo! <laughs> That's what the WWE universe thinks of your ethical choices. <laughs> Boo! That's what we think of trying to save the planet and do yeah. better. Boo! Um, when you guys read my email, you got confused by my rule. If an animal had to die to bring me my food, I wouldn't eat it. Because that was right. the rule, and we got a bit confused yeah, by yeah. that. Because a like, if you had a monkey butler, mm-hmm. and the monkey butler died bringing you your food, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I couldn't stop laughing when Ollie mentioned me having an old dog butler. Ah, there you go. Is that a dog? <laughs> and I thought Luke's idea of me keeping cattle alive so I could eat the meat off them was so mental, but uh, but no. Oh, I think he just means but no is in no rather than no is in I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, what I meant by that is that part of the diet slash challenge, I was still able to eat things like cheese and eggs because no animal died for those. You can eat cheese and eggs if you're a vegetarian anyway. Yeah, I think maybe vegan, because vegan is, is where is no you dairy Or and any products that have come from an animal. Yes, but if you're a vegetarian, for whatever reason, the rules state that you're allowed to have eggs and cheese and milk. Yeah, because you're not killing an animal. No. Well, yeah. you, no, no, no. You, still battery farming though isn't it and it's still you're not eating the flesh of an animal you're you're eating the products of an animal yeah uh gelatin is some people think that that's okay yeah but it's not because that's the mushed up bones of animals yes exactly porks and porks in particular you know porks porks yeah um i actually had eggs for the first time since october over the weekend when i went to a greasy spoon and they were delightful Eggs are my favourite food in when the world. When you get a nice runny yolk, mate, you dip some hash browns into that. Oh, love Poached, scrambled, oh, poached fried. Egg. Poached egg, mate. Oh, Absolutely. Versatile. Yeah. I understand those not eating... No, <clears throat> try that again. I understand that not eating those is vegetarianism. Or is okay. not. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> I understand that not eating those is veganism, not vegetarian, but my classmates didn't understand that, so that's why I told them that rule to keep it simple when they asked questions. I realise now I could have simply said that I don't eat meat, but I didn't think of that. Uh, <laughs> anyway. What a baffling, confusing email <laughs> to confirm to something that we already knew. <laughs> Anyway, um, this is the porch thing all over again. <laughs> I feel like people are explaining things I know and making me more confused <laughs> about them. By explaining them in a way you don't know. Yeah. 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 Granny Annex. I know what that this is. This is overbooking. <laughs> this, is, this is the Ronda Rousey Becky Lynch feud. Uh, anyway. Uh, anyway, I was beginning to, I was beginning to get committed to losing weight and learning some wrestling. I've been walking around playing Pokemon Go and listening to the WrestleTalk podcast at the same time. Australia is going That's into That's not a workout. Australia what, going for a walk? No, listening to the WrestleRound oh, podcast see. and playing Pokemon Go. Let's get an exercise. I would also though. say walk isn't really exercise. Oh, I'd say. I mean, I I'd do a say that's a lazy hour. person's exercise. Hello. <laughs> um That's uh, like a walk is like a thing. It's a thing you do. A run is exercise. A jog at a push. I don't think exercise can be something you do in your daily life already. 
Oh, I think that, that you're putting too stringent rules on this. Like you would jog for the bus. That's 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 where jogging's a bit weird. But running, you don't really run. Like modern day life doesn't require you to run. If you're being mugged. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that's, then, that's then, an then outlier. Then no longer is it exercise because you have to run away from your attacker mm-hmm. and that's just something that you have to do. Ergo, that's also not exercise. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Lifting up heavy boxes when you get an Ikea delivery is not something you have to do. It's not exercise. But, yeah. but then lifting weights in a gym is the same principle. It's context. Yeah. <laughs> just putting out the flaws in your very terrible uh, idea of but what exercise is. But if you eat is. cheese... <laughs> Uh, anyway, where was I? Uh, listen to the Razzle Round World podcast at the same time. Australia is going into cooler months soon, so walking will be much more comfortable. I'm going to sign up to a gym with a friend of mine and will hopefully properly fit into all of my favorite shirts in a couple months' time and begin to gain some muscle and get stronger. So I begin now. I currently weigh 115 kilograms, and next time I email in, I want to be down to 80 or 90 kilograms. Jeez. But really, I just want to fit into my XL shirts properly again so that my... Uh, uh, and then my work my way down to L shirts and be more comfortable with how I look. By the way, attached to two photos of the mammoth burger I mentioned in the last email. The burger is a large cake box topped with five burger buns, so they ran out of the special large bun on the day. And next to it is the burger with a large bag of chips for a size comparison. So that is the Whoa. mammoth burger, and that is the other. I mean, that looks like bacon. Yeah, it does look like bacon. And this is the same. This isn't the same vegetarian email. It is. Well, it's the same email when he was talking about vegetarianism and veganism, but I can't remember what the mammoth burger was about, though. But that looks like a meat burger. But he didn't eat the meat burger? Maybe he didn't oh eat it. Oh, my God, I'm so confused. <laughs> also, I don't think... Hopefully that wasn't recently because you're meant to be losing weight. <laughs> that looks like that's the, cal- the caloric intake for a month yes. for an adult male. Um, right, anyway, we need to crack into the show because we've run long on this introduction because Ollie had terrible thoughts on exercise and what you should and shouldn't do. Uh, but let's get into the cracking show, um, talking about Samoa Joe winning the United States Championship and could that possibly mean a feud with John Cena going into WrestleMania? Here's the show, and then we'll be back with more of those 80% facts. Yeah, this was an excellent little TV match. I thoroughly enjoyed this four-way. I thought it was far and away the best thing on this show. With, as you say, quite a shocking title change. Yeah, I, so it was our uh, truth came out. He did his brilliant United States Open Challenge gimmick again. So we've had this. This started last week, and it was our truth make making fun of how much he idolizes John Cena, which yeah. was really, really genuinely funny. Our truth is genuinely charismatic, and he's very good at humor stuff. And it worked again this week because he was like, "I was looking at I, people say that they can't see him, but I can see him. He's on my John Cena posters. I look at my bed sheets. I look at my John Cena bed sheets, and I see him there. I even saw him in a movie with a car that's also an alien robot. I saw him there too. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I didn't know I'd have to do the U.S. title open challenge every week." <laughs> I'm exhausted after last week. <laughs> so good. So it, yeah, and we like we fantasy booked last week that maybe our truth was building to a match with John Cena because at he's WrestleMania. Also, he's doing John Cena's moves. He did the five knuckle shuffle in this match. He hit a double five knuckle shuffle, so that's ten knuckles. Still doesn't make sense. Or is it two and a half knuckles? Um, On Joe and Ray, I believe yeah, it was. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, but and, and Carmella was like, I don't know. She was like. Do a seven-second dance. Yeah, break. do a seven. Yeah, and yeah. then the challenge was answered 
by Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans walked down, turned around and, and walked back. She, I'm sure... I'm sure it's going somewhere. Yeah. I mean, she's not. She's literally, like, she is on a ring road at the moment, just going around in circles. But it's like maybe baggage is... collection at an airport. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, but I loved Truth here, where he yelled at her, come back, Miss Sexy Gloves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then pause. It was like, yeah, she don't want none. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. So Archie's doing great, great comedy stuff here. And the, the, the John Cena, yeah, I, I was, I thought they were taking us down that route, which is what, and the US title is so affiliated, affiliated with mm -hmm. Cena because of the US title open challenge that really is the reason we all like him now. At, at, that was where the tide turned, right? Yeah. Like we were all like, boo, Cena's rubbish. He won the US belt. And we're like, oh, at least he's away from the championship scene, the main event. That'll be a nice change of pace, I guess. And then every week he was just having the best match on TV, bringing up guys from NXT, having great matches with them, taking younger, uh, under, not utilized guys and giving them a moment to shine on the main roster. Just having great weeks, great, great matches every week. And we were going like, oh, this Cena kid, this Cena kid, he might actually have something. Yeah. Well, it's, isn't it funny that when he started to put people over that we're all like, okay, well, you, you could have done this 10 years ago, John. Yeah. We, we, you could have done this with the Nexus, <sighs> John. And then, so Truth thinks that he's done because Lacey Evans accepted the challenge, but then she bailed out on it because as Truth put it, she don't want none. Don't want none. And so he's like, I don't have to do it anymore. But Carmella says, no, you still have to do this. And he looks to the sky and yells, damn you, John Cena. <laughs> Again, building, sowing the seeds for that Cena Truth match. Yeah. Which would have been funny, I think. But uh, this this way that it seems to be going with Joe is is going to be an actual... It's going to be a better match. A, a more serious match. Yeah. Unless it becomes like a multi-man match, which I've seen a lot of people suggesting mm. online, which I'm actually... I'm very much against. I think if you're going to do Cena coming back and going for the United States title and putting Joe over at the end of this so Joe gets a big win over John Cena at WrestleMania, I'd much rather that be a one-on-one -on -one match. Yeah. Well, uh, so Joe answered next, and it looks like we're going to get Joe and Truth, which I was like, oh, wow, that's... They won't take the title off Truth this early. But then Ray must it because I could see no way out of that with Truth versus Joe, unless you want to keep botching Joe. Uh, and then Rey Mysterio and Andrade come out. They were, of course, part of the three-way with Truth last week. So that's building that bit there. And you've got a four-person match again. I thought, OK, this is how you don't have Joe lose, who really has every position he's put in by WWE. He has excelled. Mm -hmm. Like, it is not his fault that... He isn't a better presence in WWE. His promos are excellent. He's, like, his matches are generally really, really good. And his character is so... Like, he has his character so down and it's believable. But they just keep giving him these start-stop pushes. The thing with AJ that he loses. He, then he's off TV for weeks. Then he's in the Elimination Chamber mix. Then he's off TV for weeks. Wasn't he the first out in the Elimination Chamber or yeah. something like that? Like first he was out at Survivor, Survivor Series. Series. Yeah, like he had a good showing at the Rumble, but again, it didn't like nothing was built off the back of it. So he's just been sort of floundering for a little while. Mm. And now, like giving him his first big title win on the on the main roster, I think this might be the start of something now for him. Like Rusev said in that Lillian Garcia podcast, like I want the US title pictures to be back 
to the way it was when I was champion and defending it against John Cena at WrestleMania when I came out in a tank and like the title felt like it meant something. And the title, the US title, hasn't meant anything for seem like for ages. Like the 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 amount of champions we've had with that belt. Like Randy Orton was champion and did nothing with it. Bobby Roode was champion and did nothing with it. Um, Jeff Hardy was champ last year and did nothing with yeah, it. Yeah, I remember Jeff. I don't remember. Randy, Randy. was champ, wasn't he? I'm I've... pretty. Sh- he pro- I'm pretty sure he did win it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Nakamura, Rusev, and then back to Nakamura, and then randomly to our truth, and then our truth went missing for like three weeks. You're like, this belt really doesn't mean much. It's only in the last week where Truth has been doing this U.S. Open challenge, and we started to think about ah, oh, Truth versus Cena at WrestleMania. That'd be great. That I think that people are starting to be interested in the belt again, and with Samoa Joe winning it and possibly building to a big match with John Cena at WrestleMania for the United States Championship. I think that does a lot to elevate that belt back up to where oh, it once yeah. was. Yeah, and WWE will treat it seriously as well if this is part of a Cena feud. Yeah. So after Joe wins, and it, it was a great match. It was a, it, my favorite thing on the show by quite some way. So far yeah. away. Uh, like, and and it, it's again, it's Andrade and Ray just having this insane chemistry and working around spots what using other people to facilitate the spots that they want to do, yeah. but they can't usually do because there's only two of them. Yeah, exactly. Like electric chair spots. You need another person to just stand there for Ray to be on top of. But they played off that. So instead of doing it that way, mm. instead Ray jumped off and did a crossbody onto Joe and Andrade nearly got a pin off the back of it. I think it was Andrade that got the pin. They did the the Canadian Destroyer. There was Topaz plenty. A penguin slide spot that looked so painful because he landed right into Truth's knees. Oh, yeah. it looked really awful. That was the spot that the crowd started chanting, this, this is, is awesome. awesome. Yeah. Uh, but I really like the structure of the match. At the start, it was just Joe dominating everyone just systematically picking them apart yeah, systematically destroying everyone yeah it was like everyone was on the floor within a couple of minutes and he's just walking around beating up one guy then moving on to the next one yeah. looking really cocky and it's just that i love it when he does it when ray did a crossbody off the top rope and joe just did the no <laughs> and walks away to, to have ray crash and burn really fun match and that yeah they Andrade and Ray smartly riffed off the spots from last week. But yet the the shock win of Joe. Yeah. So at the end of it, uh, Vega, Zelina Vega takes out R-Truth by hitting a hurricane runner and they're putting over. There's no disqualifications. And then Mella lays out Vega. And that was when I was thinking, like, they're going to do a title switch here. Because I thought they were also telling a story with Truth that he somehow manages to keep winning these matches because that's the story they told last week mm. so he's gonna still oh man i can't believe truth won again like they crash holly the houdini of hardcore where yeah no matter what situation you put him in he always still seems to win is come out as the hardcore champion which works for people the crowd are behind yeah works for crash holly i would argue it would have worked for our truth really for a long worked, a, a long time yeah never worked for the b team <laughs> <laughs> never well that's be- yeah okay well we'll get into the b team let's not go down that path once no. again and then all of a sudden, um, Ray hits the 619 and a frog splash. Joe breaks it up with a senton, picks up Andrade, Fs him into the ground with a urinagi slam, and pins him. Yeah. I was like, what? Okay, Joe's champ then, I guess. I was stunned. I thought it was going to be a kick out because Andrade was hit by the 619. Yes. Uh, so there's that. But like, it, an urinagi is hardly it's not a finish Joe's finishing move. Um, so, I, I mean, I would love for Joe to use that as a as a finishing move from now on mm-hmm. because he's just got the Kikina clutch, really. Yeah, I guess the muscle buster isn't really used. Exactly. He's not using the muscle buster on the main roster. Mm. So I think he needs like another move that's not just the clutch that you can get uh, near fault off of. And this is, I think you've already said this, 
the first championship Joe has won on the main roster. He was called up after the 2016 Royal Rumble. That is nuts. That is nuts. It was the it was that year, wasn't it? Oh, I'm, 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 I'm going to take your word you start, for it. You start is that talking, a twenty percent fact or an eighty percent fact? It's, it was a hundred percent that has been significantly <laughs> downgraded after I said it out loud. You you talk about the promo where he sowed the seeds first. Well, uh, before we do that, I want to give a, a quick shout out to uh, Shaya on Twitter who got in touch last week to say like, who do you think is going to win the belt off of our truth and ex- like accept the open challenge and win? I think it's going to be Samoa Joe and that will be his first title win. And I was like, nah, man. Surely they're keeping the belt on him until WrestleMania. That's the story they're telling. So he sort of demanded that I gave him props on the, the Wrestle Ramble. So I, I thought I'd better give it props. Yeah, 2017. 2017. That was a go. year early. But still two years for Joe to not have even, even by mistake, he should have been a tag team champion on Raw. <laughs> but then Kayla's doing this backstage interview with mm. new champ Joe. And she's almost playing the part of Charlie Caruso, mean Charlie, being like, mate, you've been rubbish for like years. You can't win the big one. But finally, somehow, finally, <laughs> you big dumb dolt, you've won a belt. And um, and he starts to, like, he said, I'm not here to pander to the fan base. I'm not here to like get your adulation. I'm not John Cena. I'm not this guy. And he just effectively called out John Cena mm. with the belt. And so, yeah, that was when I started to think, are we going to build to that? That finally that Joe versus Cena program that we were meant to get at that WrestleMania uh, two years ago. Yep, at the 2017 Royal Rumble. Uh, sorry, the, when Joe came up, that was the plan to have him feud with Cena, but he was injured almost immediately. Yeah. And they just had to scrap it. And Cena proposed to his girlfriend instead. That's right, they did that <laughs> angle instead. That, that was went when, well. That was when you had um, Joe and Owens as the meaty men. Mm. Yeah. Talk about talk about no follow-up. <laughs> <laughs> to drop in a drop in a storyline, Cena and Bella. Oh man! Yeah, that was the uh, the the what were they called? We, ca- the, we came up with a name for I Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe. It was like Triple H's Meaty Man. Oh, I can't no, it, it was, was like now. Unit. Oh, the Unit. It was something Unit. Yeah, Meat Unit or like yeah, it was yeah. cool. It was cool. Kill Killer Unit. Kill Unit. I don't know. Go but, back into the archives and you can find it there. But Samoa Joe and John Cena is just. I mean, it's it's an all time dream match that. You know, if you asked us this a decade ago in the in the real depth of our TNA fandom, we'd have been like, oh, my God, I want to see that match. And I want to see Joe just choke out Cena in seconds. Right. And like the legit Joe, the, the legit Joe versus the phony John. And it's so funny as well, because you said this to me just before we came in to record. Like, could you imagine 10 years ago, like 2007, you'd have said, oh, it's going to be Joe versus Cena at WrestleMania. Like 2007, my mind would have exploded. And you couple that, as you quite brilliantly pointed out, with the fact that we're also going to get Randy Orton versus AJ Styles. That really does feel like the top talent of TNA 2007 versus the top talent of WWE 2007 finally colliding on the greatest stage of them all in 2019. It's nuts. It's, yeah, it's insane. I'm sure they're, I mean, not so much AJ and Randy, but I think Joe and Cena are going to have just such a good feud yeah. i think the match will be fine but it will be like all the all the circumstance and the big time feel around the match that will make it great not necessarily the in-ring action but the like the the build to that the promos between the two i can't wait i'm really excited for it but it's but not to i mean i'm not going to be critical it's just it's a shame that doesn't feel mass like bigger mm. it's a shame that this is only a thing that's really been built in four, week, four weeks out from Mania. 
Oh yeah, I forget the Mania's so close. I keep thinking we're like we've still got five, six weeks before mm. WrestleMania, but we're not. It really is round of the corner. And also, we probably shouldn't get ahead of ourselves because yeah, yeah. we don't know if this is going to be the match. It may end up just being this four way again, but at WrestleMania. So Cena is in New York on WrestleMania weekend. He's doing a Elbow Grease book signing, which is his children's book. And he is factored into WrestleMania mm. plans. They just haven't decided on what match he's going to have yet. Because originally it was going to be Lars Sullivan, but those plans have all fallen through and that storyline's been dropped completely. Then it was going to be Drew McIntyre, I believe, but that's also being dropped out. That was meant to start before the Rumble. Then our truth And then our truth Well, yeah, perhaps. And then our truth uh, But yeah, I... I I'm really excited to see the match. It's just I, if, I it's can't get, if it's yeah, happening, if it's happening. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Should we, uh, should we do some Patreon shout-outs before we get we out of here? Thank you, the star athlete, Lendl Branson. Oh, yeah, star yes. athlete, man. He ain't no small man. He's William Tallman. Yeah. There well, he is. Harder than its bite, Sean Barksdale. <laughs> uh, Colin McLeaner than Finn Balor. He's lean. Uh, I thought it was a cleanliness thing. Let off some steam, Dom Bennett. Oh, Schwarzenegger Woo! references. Steep climb, James Macahill. Mac Mahill? Mac Mahill. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the one. Adam and the Anthony Bergeon. Oh, yes. Prince Charming. Prin- Prince, Prince Charming. Asker's future husband and EOF one-man wrecking crew, Skin Trade. I got it right this Whoa! time. Got it there. Ah, uh, you've given me, yep. You'll never get this name right, you idiots. Matthew Zimjewski. 
That's a good effort, man, I reckon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Best one so far. Brett, the hitman, Matthew Williams. Woo! Oh, yeah. man. Thank you all so More much. More of those on the NXT review tomorrow. The show itself opened with a RIP graphic, the King Kong Bundy, which is a shame. And then we got Daniel Bryan coming down to the ring. A shame they had a graphic. No, 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 that came out bad. <laughs> it really did. It's... I just wanted you to clarify. You're like, oh, God, it was so disgusting that they honoured this man's no, life. No, no, no the, the shame was in the fact that someone had passed on, <laughs> not from the fact that he was remembered. But uh, I'm sure someone wants to take that out of context. <laughs> uh, the... Yeah, so so Daniel Bryan came down to the ring with Rowan. Uh, the idea being he didn't get to say anything last week. He stayed silent, and he's going to cut a promo now. But before he even says a word, he points to the screen, Luke. He just lets the screen play, and they recap what happened last week, really carrying over this Kofi storyline. I know I feel like the recap what happened previously is kind of worse on SmackDown. Yeah, it's like a SmackDown thing. I think SmackDown does two things worse than Raw, and that that's one of them. But and booking. <laughs> oh no, no, sorry. Worse SmackDown does that better. Yeah, yeah, SmackDown does that way better. It's the the screen thing and cutting to ad breaks in the middle of matches. Yeah. Like we didn't talk about that um that fatal four way, but like I was getting really wound up with SmackDown this week of just cutting away from wrestling. And they did all of this build-up to the match, then did all the introductions for all four men, and then instantly went to an ad break as soon as the wrestling started. Mm. And I was like, come on, guys. Let's actually watch some wrestling, shall yeah. we? Yeah. But, uh, I mean, my problem with this is Daniel Bryan. That if you have a video recap package like this, it should be the announcer's job to do it. If Brian's introducing the video package... It should be a thonally edited should be video package to him. where it's like, oh, Daniel Bryan was caught out. He didn't know Owens was coming. And then like Kevin Owens pinned him. But that's not what happened. It was a very straight thing. So Bryan just introduced a video showing him get beaten. Yeah. And then that wasn't really. So but, but. Yeah, everyone knows I hate it. It's still a thing. It's still a problem. But yeah, uh, Bryan cut uh, a very good promo putting over Kofi. And putting over Owens while also putting them down in yeah. a feud-like way. It, it was brilliant. He said that all WWE have done have replaced someone who gives out copious amounts of pancakes with someone who <laughs> eats copious amounts of pancakes. Yeah. But he also you, you ha he had a line about how uh, Kevin Owens has nothing to lose. Which, mm. was, which would have been nice, but then they used the exact same line a bit in, in the main wrong, event. Yeah. Uh, so Owens comes out and... This was like a breath of fresh air, this exchange. Because Owens is saying on the... Like, he's cutting a promo on the ramp. And then Brian will interject. Yeah. But the camera's not cutting back to him to interject. He's not hitting his mark. He's just saying things over the top of him. And it really felt like it was a spontaneous reaction from Brian. The first one was Owens is just uh, saying, when I was at home watching SmackDown from my couch when I was out injured. And when Owens said from my couch... Brian, as quick as a whip, just went, where you belong. Where you belong. And it just felt like two people talking, or or at least two characters talking, not two people who are scripted to talk. Yeah. Yeah. But this Owens character is, and this storyline is very bizarre, in that last week Vince McMahon handpicked Owen to be the replacement for Kofi Kingston, which with the association with McMahon, you would think he'd be like an authority-like figure. 
But it's not. This is the Kevin Owens that we expected to come back, which is I'm the every guy. I'm just like you and you and and that chap over there. Mm. We're all in this. I think he's a pretentious jackass. So he's very much a baby face. And then like later on in the show, he's standing tall with Mustafa Ali, the you know blue chipper baby face Mustafa Ali. So it's just very weird to kind of still have that association with Vince McMahon. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it sticks out like a sore thumb. Um, and and the the history of Owens with the McMahon family with Triple H, it's just a lot of continuity that they are dropping. And I don't think we're going to get a payoff no. for this. I, I I said it at the time. I was like, they're not going to pay off Vince introducing Charlotte and Owens. And you know, they're That's, not. It's yeah. not that I I I definitely think they should, but they're not going to because they. It was just something. It was lazy booking because plans probably changed last minute. Uh, the whole Kofi thing, catching fire. I was going to say, plans did change last yeah. minute. This was meant to be the WrestleMania program. So like, oh, how should we do it? I know, let's send Vince out to just say, blur, because yeah. blur, and the fans are idiots, so they'll take it. And, you know, we're still watching, so I guess screw so. us. Owens then says that Rowan is just a, uh, a seven-foot backup dancer for Brian. And uh, Brian says, well, you don't have any backup because you don't have any friends. And Owens, in a, like a nice bit of character continuity for Owens, was like, no, you're right. I don't have any friends because I have made a lot of mistakes in my past. I've done a lot of actions. That means I don't have friends and I don't have backup. But, you know, I didn't need backup when I beat you last week. I thought it was some really, really nice lines in this. There was mean, some really nice scripting. It was a tag match. He still pinned him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, suppose, I suppose he <laughs> Okay, yeah. He had Kofi. <laughs> Kofi taking out Rowan with the trust fall was a huge part of that finish. Yeah, I thought I thought Sami Zayn's coming back. I thought the same yeah. thing. I thought he's going to bring out Sami now to be his backup. Uh-huh. Uh, and maybe, you know, you don't have to do that in this moment because it would have very much undermined and undercut Mustafa Ali's return later on. I mean, maybe that was what this was foreshadowing, that Ali is going to be his backup and Good his friend. I, I also feel that we, we figured that we're going Owens versus Brian at Fastlane because we want to do... Brian versus Kofi at WrestleMania do the big one-on-one -on -one match where Kofi gets his coronation. But on this, sh based on this show, I almost feel like we're heading to a fatal four-way. Mm. Just more multi-man matches <clears throat> with Ali in the mix as well. So you do Brian, Kofi, Ali, and Owens. That'd which, be a real shame. Which I'm so less into than just Brian versus Kofi. I not everyone gets to be on the card. Yeah, I I, I never thought I'd say this, but uh, Owens and Daniel Bryan. Uh, a baby face Kevin Owens, which was like my dream. Just seeing his baby face run from Ring of Honor in like circa 2011, 2012, I think. And that's happening now. I mean, it's a, nothing like mm. that baby face run, but at least he's there and I can root for him. It's like when Kurt Angle first turned baby face and I'd loved him as a heel for so long and now I could feel good about cheering yeah, him. Yeah. I was just, I was so overjoyed. That was the biggest moment of the year for me as a teenager. And. But I'm not, it's not the story they should be telling right now, I think. The, and the crowd really showed that when they were chanting for Kofi. Kofi got the loudest reaction on the entire show, and he was doing promotional work in India. Yeah. He wasn't even in the country. Yeah, it's right. I get, that is the storyline that people want to see at the moment. So I get that we have to, it's the problem with having two pay-per-views in between the Rumble and Mania, I guess. We have to have a different storyline here so we can get into that Kofi storyline afterwards. It's infuriating, though, because that's never been the way they've done <laughs> stuff in the past. In the past, WWE will hammer the same match to death month after month after month 
five Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles matches. There you go, kids. Five Miz and Daniel Bryan matches. You wanted AJ Joe feuding in WWE? Well, here it is for five months. Yeah, it's the it's the the monkey's poor wish. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the but here it's and this is going to sound hypocritical because usually I'm very much against that. But there are examples where you should go with what's hot and just figure out a way to keep things fresh. And we've come up with at least two ways, two really good ways. One was from Reddit, I think, probably both from Reddit, uh, where you can extend out this feud. And that's having the New Day versus a three-man Brian faction. Yeah, Fastlane, that's great. That's the one I would prefer. And then there's the other one of having Kofi versus Brian at Mania. Sorry, at Fastlane. Kofi loses, but he gets another shot with the fate of the New Day on the line. Yeah. And you tell the the consumption consumerism of New Day versus Daniel Bryan trying to save the planet in a weird morality flip yeah. where the consumerists are the, are the good guys. <laughs> They're the heroes here. Yeah, Buy yeah. more products. Uh, so I just, I think WWE, as, as great as Kevin Owens is, he's the wrong guy for right now. It's not the right feud that they need to be focusing on. Uh, so and he's it's gonna suffer because of that because he's not Kofi. Yeah, I guess. And, and I, I, I'm still excited for the match, but I'm not yeah. like I'm not as excited in it because I mean it's had you know two weeks worth of build and how much can you get excited for something that's had two weeks worth of build that's been literally that's come out of nowhere. Kofi literally <laughs> had six days of build for the chamber yeah. that came out of nowhere, and it's pop. Possibly the hottest storyline in the game. But I also feel that was just the first part of a larger story. Yeah, like, yeah. I, like, I think, I don't think, maybe there were people going into the chamber that thought Kofi was going to win. I certainly wasn't one of them. Because I thought, well, that's the first chapter you tell of this story of Brian beating Kofi. Mm. And then you continue this momentum of being 11 years, 11 years, 11 years to build to a much bigger match. So... Yeah. So yeah, so granted that was six days, but that's like six days of the first chapter. Whereas this feels like it's six days of the last chapter. Yeah, like yeah. this this is coming to an end <clears throat> at, at Fastlane, unless they do the fatal four way at Mania. Yeah, I it's there's no this isn't like a a bad thing. This isn't a negative thing having Owens versus Brian, but it's not the super most effective thing. Like no. I think having Kofi versus Brian is. Anyway, a brawl broke out <laughs> at the end of this with uh, Rowan nailing Owens with the uh, the the well, it's not a choke slam, is it? It's the uh, the claw slam. Is that what they actually called it? Yes, because he does the iron claw he first. Grabs his face. Yeah, and then slams you mm. down. Uh, I and asked, you, uh, you want a different name. Well, I asked for, for the uh, in the the SmackDown review to people to, uh, for people to suggest new names for the move. Only because I think there's can be some good pun work in there, but I was too tired this morning to think <laughs> of one, so I thought I'll, I'll outsource this. Uh, after that, we got Jey Uso versus The Miz in a uh, very short match mm. that was predominantly an ad break. Yep, a shrink, shrink screen ad break. But the Usos cut such a good promo. Wonderful. That that the, the way they just play off each other is sort the sort of chemistry you could only get from brothers who have grown up their entire life together. It's like the, the two brothers that uh, Schmidt and uh, Thingy live, live opposite in 22 Jump Street. We can finish each other's Sandwiches. words. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, no. words. Uh, and yeah, that, but Miz got a bit of a promo as well. And a lot of talking on this show. Yeah, well, that's par the course, really, for a go-home show. Uh, perhaps, yeah. But it, it's one of these times where it kind of hits home with me when you get 22 minutes into a show and you've not had any wrestling. And I'm like, that's an episode of Friends. 
Like that's <laughs> that's a whole episode of Seinfeld before we get to anything. I like that's how you see time. <laughs> it's like how many episodes can I watch before bed? Ah, <laughs> oh, I've got three Friends episodes before bed, <laughs> yeah. or one HBO drama. No, oh, mate. three. No, three, three let's go with three Friends episodes because then I can bail after two. <laughs> exactly, and I, I, it's fine. Well, we know for a fact that there are some TV shows that I cannot watch more of one episode of. When mm. I did try and watch the first series of Game of Thrones. I couldn't watch more than one episode at a time. Yeah. It's too long. It's too too dense. Yeah. Uh, so Jimmy tried to help a roll-up here for his brother in the match by pushing himself through the ropes and using his feet on Jay while he's rolling up Miz. I have no idea how the referee didn't see that. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty ludicrous. And then Shane took him out and... Um, uh, Miz hit the skull crushing finale from out of nowhere for the win. Builds up their match for uh, build the tag match for Fastlane. I would say for all the talking in this show, it didn't feel like it was adding any heat to any of the matches going into Fastlane. I thought they did a much better job like two weeks ago mm. with this feud in particular. So this was like, well, we've got to do something, I guess. Uh, that'll do. Yeah, the biggest angle on the show by a long, long way was someone winning a title that's not even featured at the show. In fact. <laughs> neither guy, neither Truth nor Joe are on the pay-per-view. It's the two guys who were also in the match. But that's, you know, so Ray and Andrade are fighting on the kickoff show, uh, which is just obscene. Well, why would you want to put a a possibly great match on the main card? But, uh, you know, it'll be be great. I can't wait to see promos interrupt it halfway through. Well, that's, that's the one thing. But more people will watch that. More people watch the kickoff show than they do the main show. So there is always that. Then we got a Charlotte Flair promo backstage where she said, if Becky loses at Fastlane, she's done with the company. I think she more meant she's done with the match and she can't interfere anymore and she can't claim that she can be a part of it and things like that, apart from winning the Royal Rumble, obviously. I swear she said gone. I swear she said Becky's gone. I think she probably did. I think she was inferring from the feud, though, as opposed to gone from the company. That's terrible. I mean, just think of all the things they've added to this match. (laughs) I suppose, yeah. Your career is also on the line now. Yeah. Yeah, and I just, I, I, yeah, I thought it was just a WrestleMania thing. If, if Becky's career is on the line, mate, you're probably right because they would have made a bigger deal about that. Well, you'd think. Uh, but that just, when she said that, I thought, well, Becky, I already knew Becky was winning. Yeah. Now I somehow know even more Becky's winning. Oh, although you say it's obvious that Becky's winning, but Ray didn't beat Randy Orton at No Way Out after he won the Royal Rumble to get his WrestleMania main, uh, his WrestleMania match. And he was still in that WrestleMania match. Mm. So there is every chance that Charlotte wins and they just do more convoluted storylines for the next four weeks. And then like the like the go-home show before WrestleMania, Becky gets added into the match. Or maybe the WrestleMania kickoff show, Becky gets added into the match. Yeah. I, I was thinking about the feud, the bonkers <laughs> feud between Charlotte and Becky. And Vince never really gave an explanation for Charlotte being added beyond... I don't like your attitude, Becky. Mm-hmm. But you're, really, you're not the man around here, I am. But really, there's a total reason for it. She wasn't meant to be in that match, the Royal Rumble. Charlotte was kind of the last woman standing after that. Technically, she won. But they've they've not brought that up, really. Well, no, because that would be continuity. And I don't think, like, this is a storyline. Someone in the comments yesterday was like, they, uh, 
Stephanie was just attacking out of self-defense. There's no storyline there. I was like, they literally brought it up on SmackDown the following night saying, like, what did Stephanie do here? Why yeah. did Stephanie do that? And they, they would they would focus in on it. They'd blur the rest Slow of the screen. Slow-mo. Look, Chekhov's gun is a standard storytelling device where you set th- something up early on and then you pay off on it. And the, it's, it's a well-known construct that the audience... Like feel like something is left open in a bad way if you don't pay off on it. Yeah. If you don't pay off on it, that is a very conscious choice. Like uh, I think it was Akada and Omega where they didn't use a table they set up. That is so rare. And that was intentional because they're breaking down in a very meta way how wrestling matches are structured and then they're building it back up from there. That's, an, that's the pinnacle of an art form. <laughs> this is just a guy waking up and deciding, now we're doing that today. Yeah. Mm. Then we got the US Open title challenge Which was and lovely. title change. Yep. Best thing on the show by a long oh, way. Oh, so like far and away the best thing on the show. And then we got Becky Lynch hobbling around backstage to to you know getting there to face Charlotte later on. And she was hobbling to such a degree that I was like, it's a work now. <laughs> it's now a storyline. That is that is the 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 Go home segment of SmackDown is going to be Becky throwing away the crutches and saying, I'm not injured anymore and I'm going to kick your ass. I've never been injured or something along those lines. If you say I've never been injured, that's a heel thing. Mm, Yeah, maybe. That's like Sean Mike, or was it CM Punk faking the eye injury? But if you've. If you have been injured, but now you're actually okay and you're only using the crutch thing today, it doesn't really work because she was really beaten up by Ronda Rousey the previous night. Yeah. So, I mean, I brought this up in the SmackDown review and I'm sure some people will tell me that I'm wrong. But isn't it weird that Becky is medically cleared for this match? Because she can't walk. Mm. And I know she signed that document with Stephanie, but I thought the point of that document was like, if you get hurt even further then you can't sue us. Or if you get hurt in the match, you can't sue us. But like when you watch Becky Lynch hobbling around, you're like, she's there's no way she could be medically cleared by a sane doctor to wrestle a match. Yeah, it's there's it it there's there's no continuity here. And considering the first two weeks of this five week story was so much concern from the McMahons over her being medically cleared. Right. It it makes no sense. Like it's you, so muddled. If you'd never brought up this concern that she's not going to be medically cleared, like if you hadn't that as part of a storyline, then there wouldn't be these questions around it. But as you say, there was a two week period where that was a big deal that Becky can't isn't medi- is she medically cleared? Is she going to be okay for WrestleMania? That now she's hobbling about and can barely walk, and they're like, yeah, she's fine. Yeah, I'm sure she can wrestle, and it's okay. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I was going to suggest making it an unsanctioned match then, but then if it's an unsanctioned match, it would have no ramifications, um, ramifications for like her being added into the Mania main event. So that doesn't make sense either. Well done, WWE. You've overbooked something so much where no possible thing can now make sense. We'll come on to that more later. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the New Day say they're, it's like a little mobile phone camera thing. They're in India doing promotional work. Mm-hmm. It says they'll be at WWE Fastlane. Baby. Baby. See, even he's in on the joke. I think it's, it's such a mistake to, to not have Kofi on the show. But I'd imagine that India thing was probably planned like back in October, probably back in like September. Oh, this week Send you're someone else. You're, yeah, but if you were advertising the new day, I guess they're good ambassadors for their company. Oh, because 
Hey, the, I'm pretending this. WWE never this. change advertised plans. I'm I'm just pretending this situation. Maybe they're there for a specific reason. Braun Strowman, <laughs> Brock Lesnar, Trish Stratus, Alexa Bliss. <laughs> Uh, then we got a uh, fun bit of pacing. Alistair Black's entrance. Samoa Joe backstage promo. Ricochet's entrance. Yeah. For, for a tag match. So I just... Uh, like, I, I like that they're trying things with how they structure the show to make it feel more dynamic. I just think some of them are wrong. <laughs> because it just makes me think, well, so Black's just in the ring? Just sat there. Yeah, at least have Black and Ricochet come out together. Or the bar come out, and then they can start cutting a promo on the crowd. I don't know. I've I've always said this. I've never been a fan of a tag team with separate entrances. Yeah. If you are a tag yeah. team, act like a tag team and come out with joint entrances. It's always always wound me up. You don't have to have a tag name. Edge and Christian didn't have a tag name, but they did have the same entrance. That's why Sheamus and Cesaro are still singles competitors in my head. But they no, they got a joint entrance though. The music is st- is is not too seamlessly. No, I disagree with that one. I think they have a shared entrance. Tyler Breeze and Fandango. I cannot imagine that entrance music apart now. They <laughs> no. did it well. Um, anyway, they also announced we're getting a triple threat tag team match at um, Fastlane, which is surprisingly on the main card. Yeah, yeah. I'm stunned. It might revival might get an entrance. Wow. Like, I'm genuinely shocked <laughs> this is on the main card. Uh, but it is the revival, Gable and Rude and Alistair Black and Ricochet uh, in a triple threat for the Raw Tag Team titles. Mm. Black and Ricochet came out here for the match against the bar with NXT name straps still. Because uh, well, they're still part of NXT. They're not official yeah, call-ups. Yeah, I'd, whatever. <laughs> and then, yeah, most of this match was also in a shrink screen. Yeah, ad break uh, For an ad break. And then it came back and it was pretty much Black Mass and 6.30 Splash for the win. So Ricochet and Black. Again, still good that they're winning. Um, but it, I just feel like they're on a treadmill. They're, they're doing good running. Oh, yeah. But they're not going anywhere. It's, uh, it's Scooby-Doo running. Mm. There's stuff moving past them to give the, to give the yeah. feeling that they are moving forward. But it's just table, plant pot, table, plant pot. Um. So after the match, Rusev and Nakamura ran down and attacked Black and Ricochet, which would suggest that they're in a SmackDown tag feud, but they're also going for the Raw tag titles uh, at, at Fastlane. But regardless, so they, the heels then beat down Black and Ricochet. The Hardy Boys run down for the save, and you think, crikey, SmackDown's tag roster's a bit stacked at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, but- I'm glad they reunited the Hardys on SmackDown <laughs> rather than it make... If it doesn't make sense... So just put them on Raw. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Uh, Rusev tweeted out, because someone took a photo of him at the event and said, like, hey, it was awesome seeing you last night. And he retweeted it saying, you might have seen uh, the last of me too. If you mm. want anything, if you want a news story for tomorrow. Well, hey, I'm, I'm going to jump on that and yeah. speculate <laughs> rampantly. <laughs> I've worked with less. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Yeah, I mean, it, Rusev always trolls people he about does, that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, but the... Yeah, this Matt Hardy was in the full old school Hardy's gimmick tie dye top. He looked ridiculous, <laughs> and the whole crowd are chanting "Delete, yeah, Delete." That, that wasn't over, Ollie. It was never over. No one. Nobody ever got wants it. this Hardy's. I just, I don't know. Uh, and yeah, so the main roster tag division actually has 
loads of good teams now. So many good teams. Usos, New Day, The Bar. Like, that's just three from SmackDown. Then you've got Black and Ricochet, if you're going to keep them as a tag team. You've got the Hardy Boys, Rusev and Nakamura, The Revival, Chad Rude, Chad Rude, Chad Rude and Bobby Gable. <laughs> Chad Rude. <laughs> Chad Rude and Bobby Gable. And, and then the B-Team and Ascension and, and things like that. Heath Slater and Rhino, I think they're still a team. Mm. Hawkins and Ryder are now a team. Like, you've got all these tag teams. Shane and The Miz. Hey, Luke. Gallows and Anderson. <laughs> hey, Luke. You're right. Did Sanity. <laughs> but literally, I did forget both of those teams. Mm. I, oh, man. If you'd have asked me, like, there's two teams you're missing, I wouldn't have got to them. Um Oh, that's bad, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think Shane and Miz are, are in this for the long haul, but that's like a really stacked tag. Mm. Just merge the tag to the tag division together. Just merge them across both shows. If you're doing it for the women's division, I think, which you're not really. You say you are, but you're not really. Uh, there was actually a funny tweet between that. Um, the Iconics tweeted saying like, hey, we keep looking for you on SmackDown to Bailey and Banks. And you never show up. And Banks are like, well, we never see you there either. Oh, um, yeah, if you're doing it with the women's tag team titles, which totally makes sense because you've got a very thin roster, do it with the tag team titles across both shows where you've got this stacked roster of tag teams. Mm. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, or, or you've got enough tag teams to have two solid divisions of five, four to five teams each. That's more than enough. But they're, they're just mishandled and misbooked. So I, w I would say play with the toys you have better first. Uh, then we got Mandy Rose taking on Asuka's former tag partner, Naomi, for a laughably short match. It's funny that you said that Naomi was Asuka's tag team partner because I was like, oh, it's Mandy Rose's uh, previous blood feud oh, that she yeah, had. Oh, yeah, I didn't where even she, think of that. She was trying to rid Naomi from the company. I don't think that ever had a conclusion. But, yeah, it just sort of fizzled out, Because they were they? building up to spots at Elimination Chamber. Well, Naomi... Uh, <laughs> oh, Naomi got her pulled over, didn't she? Yeah, mm. uh, the the, the yeah, Friday Jimmy, before the chamber. Jimmy got a belt out of that one, though. He won the tag title. That's a good point. Yeah, but he's a man, <laughs> uh, the... and he might go to AEW. That's yeah. what Naomi needs to do: threaten to leave. <laughs> uh, so no, it it was just Sonya Deville got on the the apron really quickly. 40 seconds max. I said 60 seconds, but I might have been generous there. Uh, under a minute, I think, definitely. Uh, but it wasn't really a match. The, the, the point wasn't having a match here. Mandy Rose won heading into the pay-per-view this weekend. And then they're celebrating at the top of the ramp. Asuka appears behind them, pretty creepy looking with the child mask, and beats them both up. Can you imagine booking a feud in which your setup for it is that Someone you wouldn't have thought to pin Asuka, pinned Asuka, and now she's got a championship match out of it. Imagine having that as your setup for a feud, and then never bringing that up, and never using that to like mm. create a story or anything like that. Because Mandy Rose pinned Asuka, then they went missing, and then Mandy pinned Naomi here, now there's a match. Like, <laughs> there's nothing in this. No, no, no. Uh, and that has this is crazy, considering how how much momentum Asuka had at TLC oh. and when she was chosen for that match. Yeah, right. And then, and then retaining at Royal Rumble and then... Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh, un unforgivable. unforgivable. It is. Wasn't featured at Elimination Chamber because they have a very small women's division. Yeah, it's been bad. Um, then we got an AJ Styles promo backstage who was cutting a promo for Kofi, really. Yeah. He was saying Kofi's great. Kofi should get the title match. 
Uh, and Randy Orton walks in, just like he did last week, and was like, huh, you're talking about how someone else should get a title shot. No wonder it took you 15 years to get here. Yeah. Brilliant line. Brilliant line. So good. Also, the thing that AJ... Actually, I didn't bring this up in my review at all, actually. I completely missed this segment. But um, AJ also said... He was kind of echoing you and I and YouTube comments of being like, the McMahon said that the fans are in charge now, but I've seen no evidence of this. Mm, yeah. Well, now they've acknowledged it. They don't have to do anything about it. That's usually their way. Uh, but I thought this was... Last week, I was like, eh, AJ and Randy, they had some really good matches on TV last year. It does feel kind of fresh, but I'm not into either guy at all at the moment. But this was the start of something. Yeah. They've got a long, long way to go, but I, I was excited for this. Yeah, if you tell that story, that Randy, you know, he just got his WWE contract. Mm. He just walked into this job because if you were to build a sports entertainer from the ground up, it would look like me. Whereas you had to like fight in bingo halls in front of a hundred people. Yeah. Do the usual WWE rhetoric, but you do that as the heel Randy Orton. And AJ's like, no, I fought all over the world because I love this sport, this, that, and the other. And you build that to the match of AJ finally proving that he does belong in WWE, despite the fact of being champion for yeah, most of his tenure I, there. I'm not into that idea. Sorry. Uh, well, I, I just, it, I've, it, I've, heard, I've heard that story so many times. It's a better story than anything else though. Yeah. Uh, then we got Kevin Owens taking on Rowan. Uh, again, it was another match that was more of an angle because they went about a minute. Daniel Bryan's on commentary on the outside and they just start going at it and it ends in a DQ. Kevin Owens is getting beaten up for Mustafa Ali to return to zero reaction. This was depressing. It wasn't just, uh, he lays out Rowan with the Hurricane Runner and then Owens takes out Bryan with a stunner. I really like that stunner. Yeah. I thought that was a much better stunner than last week. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I watched it back three times. I was like, God damn, I love a stunner. <laughs> it's a great, <laughs> love great a stunner. Uh, yeah, it's um, Mustafa Ali, uh, WrestleVotes revealed that he was going to be coming back before the show started, mm. adding more fuel. But they, they said that he was going to come back and it was going to change matches once again like change match lineups. But I think he might have said for, they might have said for Fastlane as opposed for WrestleMania. But then when you've got Ali and Owens kind of standing side by side, that's when the cog started turning in my head being like, maybe it's going to be a fatal four-way at WrestleMania for the WWE Championship. And because we want to get Ali and Owens on the card. Yeah, I could totally, I can totally see that happening. I, I think it's the wrong move though. I think so many people want to see Brian versus Kofi. But so many people want to see Becky versus Ronda. And yeah. that's, that's not what we're getting. We're getting multi-person matches because you have to get everyone on the card. Oh, yeah. So you just end up with multi-man, multi-man, multi-man matches. Yeah, because screw the fans. <laughs> screw storytelling. It's all about being fair to the boys. Um, yeah, this, again, this it's weird because while this has a lot of moving parts, the main event scene, you've got Kofi, Brian, Owens, Ali. Rowan. I don't feel like this is overbooked. No? Yet. <laughs> I feel like Ronda and Becky Lynch and Charlotte's really overbooked. But this no, is do you? You've been very quiet about yeah, your yeah. opinions on that. But this is more like a main event scene that's got a lot of moving parts. I think they're doing it quite well. But if it goes the way you're suggesting, I, 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 I won't be so happy. Uh, the main event talking of overbooked is Charlotte having a promo in the ring. Uh, she introduces a video package. And then Becky hobbles out with the crutch. I like that your notes just say, in all caps, it makes me so mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and I, I've written here, this better end with Becky throwing the crutch to one side. I'm over the injury angle. Like, I, I've been, she was cleared a while ago. 
Yeah. If and especially if you're going to have all the other stuff they've done, you can drop the injury angle now. Uh, I get that you want to make people believe that Becky might lose at Fastlane, but I don't think this is. This is it's it's it just feels it's a booking crutch really. Yeah, and also you're now in a situation where Becky is going into a match at, at Fastlane against Charlotte at a major disadvantage because she can barely walk. So if Charlotte loses this match, mm. then she's going to look a bit rubbish. But you can then make the argument, ah, she got too cocky and that's what let Becky win. But you've already done that angle here because Charlotte got too cocky with Becky and she was playing with her and then Becky got into the summer out of nowhere. So if you think about it, Charlotte would be, well, I'm not going to make that mistake next time then. Yeah. I'm just going to target the leg, lock in the figure eight and get this done very quickly. Yeah. So they brawled, uh, not really an exciting go home angle because we've seen this a gazillion times before. The yeah. best thing was Becky locking in the arm bar and shouting, I'm going to break your mother in arm. <laughs> uh, she quite audibly said, the f word i'm sure that will get her like that won't get her any heat whatsoever yeah, that'll get great. her nothing but praise that's backstage great. it's funny as well because you and i have said probably since the rumble probably since before the rumble they really need to end with becky segments because she's the most over person in the company and they keep putting her in this sort of like the middle of the show or like at the start of the show the crowd's never as loud again and then finally, they put her in this main event segment to close out the show. And it was a really flat angle. Like all the great stuff they did like a few weeks ago where it was in the middle of the show was like, oh man, should have put that at the end. This, I'm like, hey, you could have put this in the middle. Mm. It would have been fine. It's because, I mean, it's because WWE have, have just in called off this feud insanely. Yeah. And the crowd it doesn't have as much momentum anymore because I guess the crowd are confused. I'm confused. It's Brett Vince, man. Yeah, I, know, yeah. I know some people have taken us to task for comparing it to that when apparently that's not fair and they're two different matches. I think it's the exact same thing. I think the, the underlying idea yeah. of overbooking and using those two as examples is, is fine. So yeah, uh, I, it, was, it was a go-home show that, that had go-home things on, but nothing made me want to watch Fastlane. No. Yeah. Uh, more more than I... But it didn't do anything to take away from me watching Fastlane, though. Uh, the most exciting thing was something that has no bearing on Fastlane, which was the Joe title win and the John Cena match, possibly. Uh, I, I, and I'm just, I, I'm just so over this Becky injury stuff now. Mm. They, they, they need to drop it. Um, overall, I would, I would give it a smack bang in the middle, really. I gave it a smack bang in the middle as well. It's my second of 2019 smack bang in the middle. Yeah, but you're, you hate smack. I just hate it so much. I never give it a good rating. We did get a message left on Patreon asking, what is the difference between an 80% fact and an urban legend? Ooh. So I said that for me, an 80% fact is something that you have been told that is a fact, not like a story. Mm. It is a fact. Yeah. And then you have believed that fact and be like, oh, okay, I buy into that. But then as soon as you've told it to someone else and they've <laughs> gone, hmm, is that true? Or you've gone, hmm, hmm. Is am that I 100% <laughs> certain actually... about this? And then you start to backtrack a little bit and that's when it becomes an 80% fact. Well, that's what I've read. You know, if, yeah. if you say that after yeah. saying yeah, the fact, yeah. is yeah, that yeah. true? Well, you know, that's what that's what I've heard. Yeah. That's an 80% fact. Yeah. Uh, also, I would say 80% facts have yet to be adapted into a horror movie. In what sense? Wasn't there a movie called Urban Legend? Oh, I see. What you, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah there yeah. was. Yeah, Hilarious. I thought. Yeah, that was a great Hilarious. joke. Uh, great joke. Uh, I told my lady partner a few. The <laughs> definite best 
is that all crisps <laughs> are on a date on a Saturday. I love that one. I think we actually have an, a follow-up email to the um, the broccoli one as well. Or someone sent a, a, a whoever's Jaron, I think it was sent a. Let me see if I can find that one first. Now that I mentioned it, did did the pod poll go up? Do, do we know if people want uh, us to find out? No, I didn't. I didn't true? ask the pod poll. Okay. I was a bit busy yesterday and I forgot. Jaron has sent in a different eighty uh, percent fact though. As did you know, if you sneeze seventeen times in a row, you'll die. It's due to getting a lack of air. You'd be getting. I think. <laughs> I think that's the case. My aunt told me it once, and she's a science professor, so I guess that's credible. It's like, okay, here's another one. Um, bananas. If you eat 90 bananas, have you heard this? I've not. Ah, oh, the amount of potassium will kill you. I thought you were going to say it's the uh, that uh, a sneeze is like 10% of an orgasm. Yeah. So if you sneeze 10 times in a row, you'll have an orgasm. A full orgasm. A, full, a full-on orgasm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, maybe that... I mean, hey, this was told to him by a science professor. That sounds legit. Yeah. 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 Well, Connor also has another 80% fact. Uh, disclaimer. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he says, you may not want to discuss this one on the podcast, as it might be a bit controversial and make people a bit uneasy. Um, so, <laughs> apparently... Has the he earth is flat. <laughs> apparently, um, pedophiles are now wanting to be called maps or no maps minor attracted person or non-offending minor attracted person essentially they want an acronym to make it seem like they're accepted within the lgbtq community as they claim they are quote misunderstood Mm -hmm. okay um louis threw did a documentary on that didn't he did he yeah a place for pedophiles it's one of his uh as ones after he did weird weekends it's it's a subject so charged I'm not going to say a word. <laughs> well, let's get into the Cosmic Anvil instead then, who uh, sends in their 80% fact. I was told that origins are uh, mandarins that have been left to grow up for a long time. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> They're separate separate fruits of the same family. Mm-hmm. But that's a good one. Here is one that uh, completely goes over my head. But um, hey, hey let's, let's hear it. So this is from Nick. It says, Dust on the Bottle by David Lee Murphy is actually dust on the Bible, and the old man in the song is trying to persuade the young man from doing anything sinful on his date. The record label didn't like the religious overtones, and his enunciation is bad, so they just changed it. Also, I'm a big fan of the conspiracy, uh, the consistency, guys. Thank you for consistently being consistent. Just started a new job, and will be a Patreon after a nice few paychecks. That's from Nick in Wisconsin. Nice. We're going to hold you to that. Yes. It's what's, so that's a song. It's I, a song, yes. It's, I don't know the song. Um, I knew that. I mean, this might be a hundred percent fact, mm. but could very well be an eighty percent fact because I've heard it elsewhere. Actually, I've got a new eighty percent fact to give you. Never as well. verified it. I don't think I've heard it said by a few people though, but it could just be everyone has heard the same story. But you know the song um, "In a Garden de Vida." Yes. In a Garden de Vida, baby. So that's meant to be in the Garden of Eden. Yes. And the song was, I think, believe the song is even called In the Garden of Eden. But he, the lead singer, drank a whole bottle of wine before he went in to record it and then was just slurring his words. And going, in the Garden of Eden, honey. And that's how the song ended up being In a Garden of Eden. Nice. I know that song from The Simpsons. Simpsons. Yes, this is neither rock and or roll. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I heard another 80% fact. Such a long song. And they, they do that brilliantly in The Simpsons. <laughs> do the full eight-minute yeah. version. Um, yeah, so an 80% fact I heard about Akira. Mm. I heard it on a video which has got lots of millions of views on YouTube. It's the one I recommended yeah, to you yeah, about like it, yeah. how Akira changed everything. And they said that the movie version of Akira, which did come out before the manga ended, is the... The first and a half volumes and the last and a half volumes 
pushed together with all of the other stuff kind of like either cut out hmm. or smushed down and condensed. So you get just like the first and end bit and then you lose all of the stuff in the middle. So that was what I had heard. But then I was just listening to a podcast review where they said that's not the case. Ooh. And it's actually different elements of it. Like it is missing you know, huge portions of, of the manga because, I mean, of course it is. They're like ginormous Bible-sized like manga comics. Um, so yeah, so I now don't know. That's my, I've now got a new 80% fact because I don't know which one's right. You've got two conflicting 100% facts. Exactly. That make one 80% fact. Yeah. I think. Uh, before we get out of here, let's have this quick email in. There's a Rust Talk Get Better and an update for Pizza Talk. Um, and this is from Lita. Greetings, Ollie, Luke, Laurie, Pete, and never Randall Keith Fatson. Never. Uh, just an update on my rest talk gets better. Excuse the writing. I was the woman living in Australia, traveling over a thousand kilometers for my university degree. The bad news oh, is the yeah. university abandoned my degree. The good news is I am now in a master's of secondary teaching, teaching media and humanities, which is not bad for someone who never finished high school. Again, course abandoned. I thought Ollie would like to know that here in Australia, Pizza Hut, a... Um, here in Australia, Pizza Hut, a pizza that had meat pies in the crust, and Domino's had a 10-meat pizza with Jack Daniel's sauce that was removed by food standards for the sauce. <laughs> um, uh, business, business, business question for Ollie that does not need to be on the show. Okay, I'll ask that later then. Oh, that's it's uh, people asking about where you get wrestling uh, histories, chapter 1 to 14, uh, where you get the previous wrestling uh, history stuff yeah. that you did with Finlay Martin. Oh, my God, I don't know. Because that's still within the podcast feed for Patreon backers. Is it really? Yeah, it's the one thing you loaded into the Patreon podcast feed. Oh, my God. Was Wrestling History's chapters 11 to 14. And I, we've had a few people asking, where are the previous chapters? Oh, so everyone's listened to 11 to 14. But 1 to 10. Christ. Well, I think they're on YouTube. Well, unlisted on YouTube, so you can't find them. Uh, how many people are asking for it? Uh, Is this something I can kick into the long grass for a month? <laughs> <laughs> quite busy at the moment yeah I'd say you could probably kick cool, it around cool. for a little bit yeah, yeah. If, if you are if you are wondering whether ask again in a month mm -hmm. maybe yes so thank you for all of your correspondence um, uh, thank you for all of your wonderful emails thank you for listening Laurie and I will be back on the NXT review tomorrow where I'm sure he's doing nothing out of the ordinary uh, and we'll have more of your correspondence including those NXT specific ones that Ollie's not allowed to be a part of because he's lame. Uh, take care. I love you. Goodbye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.